You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. Oh my gosh, I'm obese. And Enrique alvarez Clary. Rico's time is done. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys per usual. 464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those options open for you guys, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Now we go and we bring in our good friend, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the rival site covering the Huskers, uh, to talk a little hoops and football as well, per usual. Steve, what's up, man? Hello, Nick. Hello, Rico. Doing doing wonderful on this uh, fine afternoon we have. Steve, it was just announced about ah, 15 minutes ago or so that Nebraska men's basketball will be without senior, fifth-year senior Emmanuel Bandamel the rest of the season here. I mean, this this is a pretty big blow blow to Nebraska. I mean, where where does Nebraska go from here? Yeah, you're right. It's absolutely uh, just a uh, just a gut punch. I mean, Emmanuel, aside from being a really good basketball player. He's a heck of a human being too. Um, it just sucks uh, with this part of uh, sports and, and basketball, and you know injuries happen and everything. But when it when it comes with comes against a guy um, like Emmanuel, who's a really good dude off the court and um, is one of the on the court one of the best defenders that the team has, especially on the perimeter and, and kind of guarding the opposing team's three point shooters and and um, it just it, it, it sucks. It's a major, major blow for the Nebraska basketball team, and it just kind of puts the focus on um, the young guys again: Denham Dawson, Jamarcus Russell, uh, or not Russell, uh, Marcus, Marcus, uh, Lawrence, um, C.J. Welcher, Casey Tominaga. All those guys are going to have to step up, like I've like they've been doing mm-hmm. um, or trying to do uh, recently. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just a brutal, brutal loss um, losing Emmanuel Bandemol. We were talking about how after Juwan Gary's injury, it was all hands on deck, but this is 100% most certainly an all hands on deck situation with the loss of Emmanuel Bandamel as well. Um, but me and Nick were just wondering, what does the starting lineup for Nebraska basketball look like when when they go up against Northwestern? Uh, um, great, great question. I'll, I'll have uh, <laughs> Sam Greaseful out there. You'll have uh, Denim Dawson out there. You'll have Derek Walker out there, Kese Tominaga, and then I, I, I just assume that uh, maybe C.J. Wilshire will slide right back into the starting lineup um, just to get another uh, guard out there, somebody who can who can move well. Now C.J. is not the defender, even close to the defender that Emmanuel Bandamel is, um, but yeah, I, I guess I'd have to throw C.J. Wilshire back in there. I know they're trying to find a little something to try to get him going by getting him off the bench and, and um, um, during the games and you know, uh, against Penn State, he had 11 points. He hit three threes. Um, but again, he's he's not even close to the defender that Emmanuel Bandamel is. And for Nebraska, for Nebraska to win games, they're not going to outscore anybody. But they can. What they can do is defend and do little things and um, you know uh, grind their way to a win. Um, not not pretty. It's never going to be pretty. But um, they give themselves a chance when they d up and uh, maybe slow down the game and. Um, you know they can they can do good things that way. I think so. If I had to guess, I'd say CJ CJ Welcher will be back into the starting lineup. We're, we're we're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska and Steve. Last basketball one before we get to football, but like Nebraska's sitting at ten and ten right now. 
and they've matched their season win total from last year. But once again, this is going to be another year under Fred Hoiberg's belt where now without two of your starters, it feels like, and we hope to be proven wrong, I suppose, but it feels like postseason potential is is a very slim chance. I mean, what is Trev Alberts going to have to like kind of look at? Um, you have a team that's 335th in the country in free throw percentage that once again, like I just I mean, hasn't played in postseason basketball in four years if they don't make an NIT this year. I mean, how how bleak does the future look? Uh, that's a great question, and I, I just go back to you know it, it really it really um, sucks for Fred Horberg uh, because John Gary and Emmanuel Banamel were so imp- incredibly important to their team this season, like for their identity, for their mm-hmm. um, you know they take defense seriously. They they're guys that are are leaders in that program. They do the little things. They. I don't think that they're too worried about who is getting the spotlight, who is getting all the buckets, who's who's scoring the points. I don't think that Emmanuel Bandamel and Juwan Gary really care about that stuff. I, I think they they care about um, being veteran leaders and and showing young guys the way and and just trying to pick up wins. And without those two out there, they're a completely different team. Nebraska is. They have to Nebraska has to work even harder now. I mean, they had to work hard with Emmanuel and Juwan out there before, but with them not out there, you just have to try to scrap together whatever you can. And so it's, it's really hard to judge um, when you're looking at this team and, and you're asking, you're putting yourself in Trev Albert's shoes and, and asking yourself, what, what do I need to do with, with Fred Hoiberg? But I think Fred has, has the right, the right idea with this team and, and who he brought in and what he wanted this team to be about. It wasn't about trying to outscore, um, different teams it wasn't about trying to bring in a a four or five star score and have him leave after one season it was about playing team basketball and focusing on defense and and winning ugly ways you know I I just think that you know people around here Husker fans really enjoyed that about this team it can be frustrating as heck to watch most times um, because they really struggle to score the ball but when you had Juwan Gary out there and you had Emmanuel Bandamel um, with Sam Griesel and, and a guy like Derek Walker, there, it was something to root for because they played. I, I feel like they're playing the right way. They they care about team basketball and it's not uh, flash and dash and all that stuff. It's it's hunker down on defense, um, dive after a loose ball, scrape up your elbows while doing so. It's it's that type of stuff that I think fans around here really appreciate. And and Fred had that, but now he doesn't um, with Juwan Gary out and and now Emmanuel Bandamel. So. Um, I to tell you the truth, I don't know what to do. I think I think if you're Trev Al- Alberts, you really like the vision that Fred Hoiberg had for this team. But man, it's just really tough luck, tough mm-hmm. luck when um, John Gary and Emmanuel Vandemont aren't out there. One final basketball question, actually, and this one comes from our text line from Matt. Um, if Greasel, you know, when he has to sit on the bench for for a little bit, you know, he has to get his rest. Who's going to be running the point? Are we going to be seeing, you know, more Derek Walker point center? But if he's on the bench as well, do you have Casey running point? Are you are you you know relying on Denim Dawson or, or Jamarcus Lawrence to run the point? Who who's going to handle you know bringing the ball up and getting everybody in their spots offensively? Because Emmanuel Bandama was one of those players that would do that from time to time. Yeah, he was, and so with without him out there, I I think it would. If it were me, I'd like to see a mix of Derek Walker and I guess Jamarcus Russell. I mean, that's asking a lot for a true freshman 
who, by the way, really needs to hit his free throws. Oh, you can't go over five. You're a Division One mm-hmm. guard, and you go over five at the free throw line against Penn State. I just wanted to get that out there. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, I, I think I think that uh, a, a nice mix with Derek Walker, who has done some good things, is kind of like a point forward role as as kind of a big who has some passing skill. That would be good. But I think Jamarcus Lawrence um, needs to maybe step up in that in that arena now and handle the ball, ball more. Now, again, that's, like I said, it's asking a lot, but, um, you know, what else are they going to do, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, they have who they have right now on the roster, so I would I would guess, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a little bit more of a mix with Derek Walker and then uh, Jamarcus Lawrence. Steve, let's uh, make the transition of football here. We're talking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here uh, on the happy hour, and you wrote an article, uh, I, th- I believe yesterday, about Jason Machichak and there was a lot of just assumption that the South Dakota native was going to come in, transfer to Nebraska, and help out on that offensive line, but it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, Jason Machachok, he's a, he's a really good kid from uh, Pierce, South Dakota, TF Riggs High School, big guy, six foot three, 320 pounds, but you know, if you look at him, you would not guess that he's 320 pounds. And if you, if you watch his huddle, um, he's got some excellent, excellent offensive offensive line tape um as an offensive guard he started at at, uh for both both sides of the of line of scrimmage uh for tf riggs high school up there um but yeah he initially thought that um he was his future was gonna start out on on the offensive line at nebraska he had a really good relationship with donovan riola um and you know things didn't work out a couple of summers ago um, with, with an offer, but, you know, Nebraska came in late, Omar Hales uh, gave him a call um, one one uh, December weekend and, and uh, gave him the offer, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, he's he's uh, here with his uh, official visit this past weekend in Lincoln. Um, but apparently, yeah, they um, are are telling him, uh, Jason, that, you know, they see him as, as kind of a better fit on the defensive line, as, as kind of an interior um, lineman, and uh, that was kind of a surprise for me. But if you ask Jason, he's he's willing to do whatever it takes to get on the field. He's he's wanting to um, do whatever the coaches say because he wants to play football. And and I think he could he could be a, a good asset to have as as kind of a a, a really strong um, Midwestern dude who who um, maybe could excel as an interior um, defensive lineman at six three three hundred twenty pounds and. You know, if you look at Nebraska's roster right now, they need bodies there on the interior. Um, you'd like to have some experienced bodies from the transfer portal, um, but, you know, if it's not coming, you might as well um, maybe move a guy like Jason McClellan, who was planning to start his career on the offensive line over to defense and, and see, if, see if he uh, picks it up right there. So, um, yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised that if you ask Jason, he's all for it. He's ready to go. Steve, Nebraska received a commitment today, and I don't want to butcher this name. Is it Ismael or Ishmael? I was so I don't know for sure, but I was always going Ishmael. Okay, so Ishmael Smith Flores, uh, a yeah. tight end, a six foot six, two hundred and ten, I believe, is what I read. Um, yep. Smith Flores, who's actually an Iowa legacy. His dad is in the Iowa Hall of Fame for for athletics. I believe he played defensive line. For, for Iowa back in the late 80s. Single-season Big Ten sack record holder. There it is. Um, yep. Now, now what's interesting, he's from Arlington Martin High School, and Husker fans might recognize that name because that's where current Nebraska tight ends coach Bob Wager coached for 17 years, I believe. Is this... 
I, I hate to say this, is this more of a relationship type, type of recruit where it's, hey, I, I know exactly what I'm getting out of this prospect if I'm Bob Wager, or is it a guy that we could see make a, a pretty quick impact at Nebraska? Yeah, so you so initially it might it might look like on paper it's like okay he played at Arlington Martin that's that's Bob Wager's um, old school um, you know it, it's a relationship thing but if you dig in a little bit deeper and you you turn on the highlights of Ishmael Smith Flores you see a, a big athlete who can run who's got great hands um, six foot six two hundred ten pounds like like you said Nick and um, look I mean Iowa really wanted him and mm-hmm. Iowa has a really great history of identifying talent at tight end, developing it, and sending those guys in the NFL. If I if it, if Iowa wanted this kid, I think it's a really good good pickup for Nebraska that they were able to snag him away because not only did his dad um, go to Iowa and, and is in the Iowa Football Hall of Fame, his godfather um, was also a member of the Iowa football team back in the day, and mm-hmm. he's third all-time in Iowa's receiving list. So it hurts the Hawkeyes even more. Um, that you know there was such a Hawkeye connection with Smith Flores, but he's uh, going the other way across the river and <laughs> going to Nebraska. So um, no, I, I I get the I get the connections with the with the family uh, bloodlines with the Hawkeyes and everything. But um, if you turn on the tape with with Ishmael uh, Smith Flores, I, I really like um, his his length. He's super long at six foot six, and he can run. He's got good hands. I mean, I, I think this is a potential steal for the Huskers and. You know, credit to Bob Waker. He 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 knows football, and um, he's he's got two, um, two of them. We might be hearing another Arlington Martin Warrior uh, later in later in the day or this week, um, and uh, um, and uh, Jeremiah, um, uh, what's his name, Jeremiah uh, something. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I really like Ishmael Smith Flores for what he brings. Big, long, rangy athlete that could play a little tight end, but also I could see him flex out as, as kind of your traditional X receiver um, on the line of scrimmage too. Steve, last one before before we let you go. Um, Nebraska is also targeting an offensive lineman, a tackle, Jacob Hood from Georgia. Now your colleague, Greg Smith, just uh, let everybody know that he's going to announce at 3 p.m. Central time today because of some some edit issues to, to post to social media and things like that. Um, where should Nebraska feel and Nebraska fans feel in this one? I, I know there's a couple other programs that are still in the running. He didn't make it to Ole Miss for his official visit, he said. Um, but it sounds like, according to according to your, your colleague Greg Smith, sounds like Nebraska, Louisville, Kentucky, Ole Miss, UCLA, Ohio State, and Pittsburgh are all in the running for, for Jacob Hood, a six foot eight, 350-pound offensive lineman from Georgia. I, where, where does Nebraska kind of sit in your eyes on, on his list? Yeah, first of all, uh, let me get that Arlington Martin receiver's name correct. It's Jeremiah Charles. There it is. be a Perfect. Husker uh, commit for the 2023 class. So I'm sorry, Jeremiah Charles, for picturing that name. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jacob Hood. I'm I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling really good about it. Um, you know, I, I think I think he really enjoyed his uh, visit this past weekend, and he's a giant of a human, six foot eight, three hundred fifty pounds. Uh, I don't know if uh, Nebraska's uh, staff will want him at three three hundred fifty pounds, but we will see um, if he even comes here. But yeah, I, I think it's a uh, it's a uh, telling that you know in, in two thousand twenty three we have to hold off on the commitment because of an edit issue. Yeah, uh, that kind of made me laugh, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think Nebraska is sitting very, very well with uh, Jacob Hood. How how valuable is that? I mean, they, Nebraska lost out on Walter Rouse and and Micah Mazuka, and I think it was to nobody's surprise that they then went right back to the portal. 
I mean, and especially offensive linemen we've seen throughout the years in the transfer portal, highly sought after. I mean, you have to be early on them to to get their services at the end of the day. How I mean, how valuable and how important is this if Jacob Hood decides to come to Nebraska? Yeah, so I think it's important, but but for this reason, I view this more as I'm, I know that there's going to be some uh, maybe comparisons uh, between Walter Rouse and Jacob Hood, but I don't think that that needs to happen. I don't think that that is is maybe correct because Jacob Rouse is a highly touted plug and play instant impact mm-hmm. left tackle um, that everybody wants. Everybody wants um, Jacob Hood. I think is different. He only spent one season. At Georgia, he hasn't played a snap of college football. Is his is his body ready right now uh, mm-hmm. to be able to to step on step into Nebraska's campus at six eight three hundred fifty and be an instant impact um, contributor in two thousand twenty three? I'm going to go out on the record and say I don't think so. I think this kid is going to need at least one season of development and coaching and strength and conditioning before he before he steps um, into the program and is a con- contributor. No, it's not just not. I don't mean it to say that I don't think this kid's any good. I, I think he's very good. He's a, a four-star prospect in the 2022 class. He had a lot of great offers. He picked Georgia um, instead of he, he picked Georgia over Auburn and Miami in his final three. Um, so he has a lot of potential. There's a lot to like there as an offensive tackle at six foot eight, 350 pounds. Guys like that. I mean, it's just hard to get around, right? Mm-hmm. But um, as everybody knows, you know, in the Big Ten, these these edge rushers that are getting after quarterbacks, they are fast. They are violent. You need to have solid footwork if you're if you're to be a starting left or right tackle um, to be able to stay in front of these dudes. So, um, do I think Jacob Hood is a talented dude? Yes, I do. Um, I, I I see him if he does end up picking the Huskers. I see him as as kind of a, a project down the road in a season or two, as kind of like a, a an, an anchor on the edge of the offensive line. Um, that's a little bit of a de- developmental piece that might take a season of development before you can um, step onto the field and be a contributor here. Gotcha. Steve, appreciate the time. As always, we'll go ahead and let you go. Um, enjoy the rest of your, your Monday, and, and then we'll see you on Wednesday night at the Husker basketball game. For sure. Thanks for having me, guys. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, the rival site. Feels good about Jacob Hood. Feels good about Jeremiah Charles from Arlington Martin High School as well. Um, so I like Nebraska, that he feels good about these. Nebraska is still looking to add a couple bodies, um, whether they're developmental pieces or or instant impact uh, players. Still looking to add some for the 2023 classes. They got Ishmael Smith Flores, a six foot six, two hundred and ten pound, listed as a tight end. Some places listed as a wide receiver, at other places. Um, so we'll kind of see how it looks like where Nebraska wants to. He's plug listed him in. as a tight end. All of his huddle videos have him. Not a tight end. Yeah, and then also Jason Bacicak. I mean, moving to the de- started starting out on the defensive side rather than the offensive side. We'll so see if he stays there. See if he stays there, and we'll see how Nebraska coaches feel about their offensive line after the spring ball. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a telling sign as well, because um, then we'll have another rush of portal players. Uh, leaving and coming for for Husker football. When we come back, we break down uh, Hus- or excuse me the NFL weekend, and then we also will kind of touch on the Emmanuel Bandamel injury once again with with Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer. As we get you guys ready for on the block with Strick and Austin coming up next on the crossover. This is the Happy Hour ninety three seven the Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.